Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Marlene McTeague. She is the new business development manager for Cathode Ray Media and publisher of Get on the Map, Cathode Ray's monthly economic development newsletter. We also have Mark Gustafson. He is the executive vice president um, at Cathode Ray. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, Dane. Marlene, let's talk about Get on the Map. What is this Get on the Map newsletter? Dean, similar to your uh, podcast, Get on the Map is a an undertaking that Cathode Ray is participating in to get the word out about what economic development organization leaders are doing in their communities to try to push their mission forward. And like you, we we are dedicated to sharing those actionable strategies that you talk about. And just let people know what's working in other communities, whether it is through the marketing initiatives that they're undertaking and the successes that they're seeing there, or just other general actions that they're taking in their community to raise the profile of their community, make their community look more attractive to businesses and future residents. It's just our way of spreading the good news about what's happening in the world of economic development. So I'd imagine this is a great lead generation tool for Cathode Ray. Are the uh, stories that are highlighted in the newsletter, are they your clients? Yep. We, every month we do one piece of original content and that original content tends to come from the day-to-day interactions that I have with EDOs generally around the state, but sometimes outside of the state. And we do, yeah, we do uh, get some leads from our uh, publication. We have, we just, we developed the product about six months ago. So we are six issues in and interaction has been great. And we do also share, as you suggested, our success stories that we've experienced with our clients as well. And the stuff that's working for the municipalities, counties that we represent. Sure. So six months, have you had time to think about how you started and, and what you've published? And has it changed over those six months? And have you learned some lessons that maybe you should have applied earlier on creating a creating a newsletter, especially for lead generation, especially in this space? I would say absolutely. I feel like every newsletter uh, gets a little bit better. It is a learning process for sure. And the other thing, you know, is as I'm in the space a little bit longer and talking to more and more EDO pros, I learn a lot myself. So I have I have my job at Cathode Ray is to make connections. So I make connections between organizations that really could use um, the expertise that we have at Cathode Ray in marketing communities. So we, the more I talk to people out in the industry, the more I learn about what's going on and the, the more ideas I have to share. Absolutely. So Mark, you're the vice president of strategy for Cathode Ray. Let's talk about Cathode Ray. What is it? How long have you been around? What do you do? Cathode was uh, started by uh, the principal. Her name is Kathleen McQuaid Holdridge, basically doing websites before there was an internet. And uh, she had some major success with that down in New York and then moved upstate to Greene County, which is where we're located. 
in which is just the lowest county in the capital region. So we're not really mid Hudson. We're great in the, the gateway to the Catskill Mountains. Okay. So she came up here and started her business back. Oh gosh, just after nine eleven, and I was did my stint in uh, corporate America, mustering out as exec director that had a board seat on a company that gave me a nice exit package to leave. <laughs> sure. so I was looking for something to do in, in my hometown. And I came across an Indeed ad that was marketing director for an advertising agency in Greenville, New York. And I'm like, okay, I know Greenville. My cousin's lumberyard is there. That was it. Got in touch with Kath. And as of next week, I will have worked for her longer than I've worked for anybody else in my career. I've been there seven years. The interesting thing there is that we've been able to take an existing relationship that she had with Green County government and leverage that into a real program that has done amazing work, attracting businesses and then connecting local businesses with the community that we share. And so we've got a consumer engagement, we've got a business attraction program, and now we're doing a whole bunch of work on the community placemaking side, which is just attracting folks. We have a saying, we're north of New York City by about an hour and a half, and we are a rural county of 49,000 people. Last year, in 2021, our sales tax numbers indicated that we did over a billion dollars in taxable sales. Wow. Okay. Now, we're fortunate enough to have, this particular county is fortunate enough to have two world-class destinations in Hunter Mountain and Windham Mountain. So we have a saying that money comes up the river, and we just want to make sure that we are there to capitalize on that. Also, over that period of time, we've been able to leverage the successes that we've had with Green County to also uh, work on rebranding and for Rockland County Department of Economic Tourism and Film. And now we're on this knee deep in a great new project at Western New York for Chautauqua County Transit. And it's basically making the short bus cool. County public transportation has always got a little bit of a stigma that it's for old people and poor people and people with disabilities. We are rebranding what they had their thing to a CHQ Transit which is the CHQ is uh, also going to be an in-bus broadcasting system that we're going to be putting involved in that for content to engage the various communities that the bus serves. So that's a great project for us to work on. It really allows us to use a pretty diverse skill set that we have because I'm the old guy on the team. And, but we have people that could be my kids. Kathleen and I started out, she started out drafting before there were computers and doing illustrations and all that. I, wrote my papers in college on a typewriter. Now we've got people that have never known a world that isn't connected. And so it really shares uh, a great amount of skill set across the board. And then we're able to bring that to the communities that, that are trying to serve their populations, attract new businesses, engage existing businesses, and leverage the strengths and the inherent truths about their community. Wow. So what Let's talk about this program that you have for Green County. Um, okay. What does it's, that entail? It started out as a basic bi-local program back in 2008. Okay. And I was not involved in it at that time of, since I've only been here seven years. And it basically was trying to get people not to drive to malls and, and things like that. They wanted to get it to, if you list your business on the Buying Green website, that people can find you. And of course, at that time, people were using desktops and laptops, but there was no, no mobile use at all. Right. 
as a matter of fact, when I took the program over in 2016, there were, it was about 75% of our web traffic came from laptops or full size screens. Now it is about 85% from mobile, mobile devices. Yeah. yeah. And the way to reach people on their mobile, we've done, the county has wanted to keep this program going and we've gotten great support from the legislature because we, since we started the program, not just the buy in green program, but when we morphed that into invest in green under the green County economic development corporation. So we have the buy in green side, which is about consumer engagement. We've got the invest in green side, which is about business attraction. And since that has happened, our tax revenue for the county has gone up significantly outperformed projections for the last 12 years running, even during the pandemic. Wow. Okay. So what is it? So it's a mobile friendly website. Basically that's what we're putting out. So the, you know, the whole idea of everybody said, I ab, ab, I got to get an app. I got to have an app. You can do wonderful work with a mobile friendly website, as long as you're laying it out, designing it. So the user experience looks and feels like an app without the expense of going through an app development process and then having to get that app out onto various different platforms. You use your browser, go in. We also have a le highly leveraged social media following. About 30% of the following is green and surrounding counties. The other 70% is New York metro area. And so we work hand in hand with the tourism department. We have a running joke. The tourism department is there to get people to come here. And our job is to get here, people to stay here, start a business, raise a family. Okay. So we all do, a, you know, very robust social postings on economic development topics, on topics and success stories about local businesses, what people are doing, and then link those to more content on our blog, the success stories, blogs, and then also to weekly and or monthly e-newsletters that go to a various number of audiences. We, this generates probably roughly 200,000 web visits every year. And for that doesn't seem much on a large scale city scale, but it does in the echo in the economic development space for a county of 50,000 people, it's a pretty big deal. That being said, we also do a series of eBooks, uh, started out on how to start a small business and then trying to draw people in to the various things within the county that the county is built for. So we were, we were big driver in the craft beverage boom that we are currently having here. We probably have 14 microbreweries, two distilleries, and about three or four cideries again in this place. So there's a Catskills beverage trail that goes all the way through the mountains and uh, a great attraction. Okay. And then some great product Hunter mountain hosts a brew fest every year. So that's a tap New York, I believe it's called that being said, we also looked at some other businesses like the creative economy, emerging markets, positions for growth. And our latest ebook that's getting a lot of traffic because we're investing a lot of, of the ARPA money and uh, CARES Act money into broadband connectivity everywhere. And when I say broadband, I'm talking fiber, not just networks. Mm -hmm. So that be, is now, if you can do your business from anywhere, why not come to a place you'll love to live? And the property taxes are low and the, the natural splendor is high. And so that it's, uh, we produced the book, how to start your online business in Greene County, New York. And so far our library in the past, I think we've been doing this now for about five years with the eBooks. We maintain a database of 7,500 
people that have downloaded the books and continue to engage with us. And it's just a basic marketing funnel system. And sure. it filtered their way through automated responses. And then, and when they hit a certain critical mass, they're contacted personally by the people within economic development and with a great success in bringing businesses here, which is awesome. So that's essentially what it's been. It's been a, it's been a pretty great ride for the past six and a half years that I've been working on the project. I would wow. just add that yeah. Green County aren't really specific to Green County necessarily. Every place where you live, every place where an EDO professional is working has its positive attributes, has the things that need to be heralded, need to be talked about, need to let people know that they're there so they can do this kind of business and consumer attraction program there. It's also important to focus on retention, which we do as well, because mm -hmm. we want to make sure that there's great things happening everywhere with the investment that's being made on the federal level and on the state level. There's a lot of work being put into growth right now. But if you don't have the retention to keep the people there, once you get them to the community, you're starting from scratch all over again. And you don't want to run into a situation where you are starving for employees. And that's why it's also important to uh, make sure that you have a revitalized Main Street. And we have programs that can really help to attract the businesses, as Mark was saying, to create that kind of creative economy, the places where people can get together after work and make those connections. Because we know that if people who are working for you have an opportunity to get together outside of work, they really are going to make personal connections. And when the next great offer comes along, they're not going to be as um, likely to jump ship and move on to their next community. So even if you feel like you have a, your work for your employment opportunities are growing there, we invite you to take a look at what the creative economy looks like in your community. Are there these places for people to gather and make those further connections? And is that something that you want to focus on attracting more businesses where people can gather? And we don't want to limit that to creative economy as well, because that's a, it could be a portion of something What we're really looking at is the inherent truth of a community itself, whether it's a county or a, a large town, something like that maybe wants to make an investment. And the, the iron is hot right now because over the next three years, we're going to be seeing a significant amount of increase of funding available to specific projects for these municipalities. And then it's going to go away. So if you don't jump on this now and make that investment, it's a missed opportunity. But what Mar Marlene was saying about revitalized main streets, there is no bigger attraction because that's changing now. It's not, you don't go down a street and see a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. You go down the street and see it, an architect, a designer, a, a place that uh, uh, sells collectibles, a place that is, they're more eateries, specialty type farm to table places, things like that. It's more about meeting in community than it is about doing the shopping because that's when people love to stroll and shop for things in their leisure, but day-to-day -day shopping now has become so automated. It's not like you. Not like when my mom was right after World War II going down the street and hitting the greengrocer and the butcher and the stopping at the beauty salon. That just, it's changed. But that small town feel, and, and that's really where we, I guess we do our best work, is focusing on rural, rural municipalities that want to attract folks that are looking to escape an, escape an urban environment. So what should a small community do to create these places or promote these places or, or attract these places into their community? What's, what's well, the first step? The first step is in producing podcast is content is king. You have to, and as uh, 
Marty Scorsese says, you got to tell a story and the story cannot be a one-time thing. Like I did a Facebook post last week and I'm wondering why I didn't get any traction on it. Okay. It's got to be integrated and it's got to have be strategic in mind as far as what you're trying to accomplish. And if you, the good news about telling the truth is that you never have to you don't have to remember much because it's just, you don't have to remember something that's not true. So you find that truth and then you just lean into that. And whether it, there is a lot of good going on done by a lot of people that are very dedicated to doing things. And if you can latch onto that, especially in a rural community and just tell the story, but make sure that you're consistent and that you are reliable and that people then will find you because it's interesting. Okay. And so we do a lot of inbound marketing where we're putting content out there and people love that because they don't feel like I'm being sold anything. I found this myself on the internet and it's right. something that's really interesting. So that is a great strategy. But I would say the first thing that any community that wants to promote itself has to come to a global understanding of what the truth is about them that makes them unique. And then because of the magic of cyberspace, people will find you that want that truth. Interesting. Marlene, those are the kinds of stories and, and tips I'm sure that you provide in the newsletter. Does it seem like what works one place, what works there in Greene County is going to work elsewhere in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, in the sense that if we were in the private, if I was in the private sector and I was starting a business, I wouldn't necessarily want that exact same business to pop up elsewhere. When the guys invented McDonald's, they did not want something exactly the same to pop up on the other side of the country because ultimately they would be in competition with each other as they expanded. But for communities, they are in competition with each other. But the, do you find that the they can almost have roll out the same exact programs in different places. And because of their unique stories, they'll, they'll, it'll be slightly different. It'll be when it'll work to bring people in and it won't, they won't be competing in that sense. A lot of communities are worried about first off. They're not, they're not storytellers. They're not marketers in generally. And they, and so they have to craft this all together. And sometimes one of the best things they can do is look to other communities for inspiration and for ideas. So, I'll let you guys riff on that. Exactly. It's not like there's going to be a cookie cutter approach, but the plumbing is pretty much the same, whether you're in a, you know, 4,000 square foot home or you're in, in a tiny home, the water's got to get somewhere. It's got to start somewhere and it's got to go somewhere. It's got to do its job. So all of the various tactics are going to change over time or be modified. The content and the truth is going to drive what is going to work. And then of course there is budget involved in this. If you are, if you're interested in doing this, there has to be a commitment. We're fortunate enough to have a legislature that highly values this particular initiative and has been able to put the appropriate funding behind it to make it successful. Not every place is prepared to do that. And not every place will find value initially in it because it's not, it is not an instantaneous thing. It is, you build rank and authority over time. And if you're here today and gone tomorrow, it's just so that's where I see a lot of municipalities failing as opposed to taking a measured approach and going step by step and building on your successes 
and not sit, not trying to hit it out of the park in the first three months, but just keep building and building, but keep going. And that's, that's what will work in a smaller municipality. It doesn't have to be a huge budget to begin with. You use the growth that comes out of the program to expand it, to do things that you want to do more of, but it does have to have some dedication. And I get your point when you're saying municipal employees are not necessarily marketers. They don't, they're not necessarily storytellers. Quite frankly, that's our business model. If they're, if they need assistance with that, a company like us is able to do that. To follow up on something you just said. So if uh, a community had a budget of, I don't know, let's say $25,000 that they wanted to spend, in your opinion, they, make sure I have it right. In your opinion, they should not spend that $25,000 so that it's all, they have this big splash, this big blast over maybe a three month period. They would be better served, even if it was um, less splashy and less less content all up front, up front, but to spread that out over, a, let's say a year so that they could keep, develop that consistency and have that range of content that, that has time to get out there. Is that I, I think you're there. The number is a little low. Okay? okay. Because a company that or a company, a community that can only invest $25,000 a year in marketing itself has to look at a multi-year approach. Okay. And so the first thing to do is establish the brand, establish the truth of that community. And maybe you start out with, a, you start out that with that on the municipal website where you tell a good story. And you establish the brand of the community and then you live the truth. And as people, as that website begins to get traction, maybe you put a little bit of that money into an awareness campaign of, Hey, you can do this on our new website, which would be pay your taxes, pay your water bill, all of the things that people want to do, but then also utilize that website to put news out about what's happening in the county after that. See how that goes. You've got to have somebody though, internally, that's willing to drive that, or you've got to have a community of people that are willing to contribute content to it. And when you're at that level, if you're at the level of say, you've got a hundred thousand dollars a year to market your community, that's when you can really start to make some difference. Okay. Greens ha has a, a generous budget as far as what they're doing, but it's derived from the fact that. They had faith over time and it didn't start out as that much. When, when I took over the program, it was, the budget was probably, I would say a 10th of what it is now. Oh, okay. 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 So what, yeah, what is a good, what do you it's, need? It, it depends. It depends on where, what you're trying to get into. Green does an awful lot of stuff. It, I would say marketing as a rule, if you are looking to be, if you're budget or your operational sales or whatever it is, whatever company you're in, if you're not spending 5% of that a year in marketing, then you're not really, you don't really have a marketing system. Okay. I'm not saying that everybody has to, if you look at it's more 5% of your revenue, right? So if it's not like you've got operational costs and, and you can't roll taxes into that because that's the thing. But if you, for instance, are generating, receiving sales tax revenue or revenue on something like that's the opportunity for you to initiate a marketing program out of that bucket. Okay. And then if it grows, you can expand. If it doesn't grow, the marketing program's not doing its budget, doing its job. If you're not increasing sales tax revenue for your community by marketing your community and having more people come there to shop, to live, to work, to pay their taxes, to start businesses, then you're not, the marketing is not working. 
And how long do you need to give it from the start of a start of a campaign like that? If we're going to, again, go back and use green as an example, there was an existing base of things that were going on. It was, it didn't really have a lot of, um, it was a stagnant standstill, but when we were fortunate enough to have the advantage of the growth in mobile coming. So that first initial investment was to get that mobile friendly websites for, we actually run for the county. Okay. There's one for the government. There's one for the economic development corporation. Then there's a consumer facing site and there is a entrepreneur facing site of the invest in green site. Those all have specific content. And then outside of that tourism, the in green county, tourism drives the entire economy. It's as much as anybody wants to think. Otherwise it is a huge driver of the economy. Now we've made investments in mountain biking and zip lining trails. So it's become a four seasons destination, not just the ski seasons Okay, mm -hmm. for outdoor adventure. Used to be, it would be a, a summertime. People would bring their families up here for good food and to walk around in nature. But now we have this outdoor adventure, hiking, biking thing that is just driving revenue like crazy and new businesses. Getting back to your question, it's, I believe the 10% increase in budget every year, you get critical mass, probably about four year, four year five, you have an offer. And if you're not, if after a year, you don't see significant wins, you have to rethink it because you may have the wrong. Excellent. Marlene, I haven't really had a lot of questions for you, but are, is there an archive of your newsletter? Is there someplace we can go and read all the past issues or is it only something that comes out every other week or something? Yep, you can go to our website at cathoderay, www.cathoderay.com, and um, you can find our previous original content of our newsletter there in the form of blog posts. God. If municipalities are interested in the type of success story content that we're talking about, you can go to the Invest in Green blog, which is updates.investingreen.com. Good. And we'll add all of these websites to the show notes and when we share it. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. This also, has been, oh, sorry. Go ahead. For a new product, demystifying IDAs. What it, what, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. What is that? So um, here in New York State in 1969, um, an act of the public financing department created in industrial development agencies. So we have these entities in New York State. I'm not sure when I was talking to me out, Dave, <laughs> the um, author of uh, Donnerwin from Buffalo Hunting in Alabama. Oh, I, yes. At that uh -huh. time that the IDAs were not all the way across the country. I didn't realize that it was a New York State thing. So are you familiar with IDAs? I have a sort of general understanding, but I, I'm sure all of our listeners don't. So why don't you, oh, you explain sorry. it? So um, according to the authorizing statute that created IDAs, the rule of the IDA, we are a publicly financed entity across the state in communities who were developed to assist in acquiring, constructing, improving, maintaining, or equipping facilities who are going to advance economic development in on the community. And we do this by way of pilot agreements, payments in lieu of taxes, and tax abatements. So um, here in New York State, we belong um, at Cathode Ray Media to a few different economic development groups and organizations. And one organization that we belong to is the New York State Economic Development Council. And through the conversations that we've had 
with IDA leadership in these venues, we've learned that IDAs can sometimes have a perception issue with how projects People really don't know. People don't know like what their IDA is doing and right. work based on that experiences, those experiences that we've had talking with leadership. We developed a program called Demystifying IDAs where we can help your community's IDA put the message out there about the good work that's being done. Because everything that we do on the IDA level, and just to let you know, I serve on the board of directors for the Albany County IDA. Everything we do is really to move economic development forward in a community. In Texas, we have economic development uh, corporations similar. And I can see how, and I'm, other states have other things that are you know similarly named or work similarly. And Every community has exactly the same problem. Nobody knows mm-hmm. what the the EDO it does and how right. it's funded and you know what it, how it's judged and just what it's up to. That seems like an excellent product, and I'm I'm sure it has applicability all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Right. It doesn't in the end the tactics that we use, the marketing tactics we use in the demystifying ideas program are similar to what Mark has been talking about with the government communications that we do for the counties that we represent. It's just really about taking the the expertise that we've gained over our years in business and how to effectively communicate with constituents and just enabling the actions that we need to take to get the messaging in front of the right people and help to form the perception that the organization is shooting for. Excellent. This has been fantastic. Marlene, how do people subscribe to the newsletter? They can do it a number of different ways. They can go to uh, Cathode Ray's website, www.cathoderay.com. They can hook up with me on LinkedIn. I believe I have the link to uh, subscribe pinned to the top of my LinkedIn. And I know it is on the Cathode Ray Media's LinkedIn as well. So you have a, a number of opportunities to do that. And I would love to hear from other EDO pros out there, what's working for them, always looking to connect with new friends in the economic development space and hear about their challenges and their successes. This is all about sharing information and helping everybody in leadership out so we can all be part of the rising tide that's going to raise the communities toward greater growth and prosperity. This is a- and this is absolutely the time to to be in that because as Mark said earlier, yeah, we've got we've got a very positive next few years ahead of us. One more thing that I just came to mind, Dane, and sure. I'm just realizing this is an audio production, so it's important to recognize that cathode ray begins with a K, not a C. Oh, okay. And Green County has an E at the end of it. So investingreen.com is invest in G-R-E-E and E.com. Excellent. Okay. And good. We'll include that in the show notes as well. So Mark, how if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, it's... Uh, Again, mark at cathoderay.com is fine. Email's always the best thing for me because I'm I'm not nearly as much of a LinkedIn person as Marlene is. And but you can also get you can also get to me through her because she does an exceptional job of getting me in a room like now. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so glad that you could both could be here today. This has been fun and I've learned a lot, and I think that our listeners will uh, as well. So thank you. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.